So, what's up? What have you been up to lately? What's good? Well, a few things have been up recently. Um, I yeah? I recently got a night shift, which is the spookiest of all shifts, so very fitting. Um, yeah, I'm working. The at- hauntedest of shifts. <laughs> SpongeBob yeah. SquarePants died on night shift. Oh my god! Yeah, that's what um, awaits me. No, it's at a gas station, so. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I've never worked one before, so I have to learn all the cigarettes and tobacco products and whatnot. But um, you get yeah. you get discounts on the gasoline products. I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. What gas station? This is very uh, riveting. But what gas station? <laughs> um, Holiday. I don't know if it's a. I think it's a regional thing. Yeah, we don't have any here. Yeah. Uh, God, they um, Hess completely rebranded and it fucked me up. They rebranded like six months ago. Now there's no Hesses and it's all Speedway and it fucks me up. Those are also very regional. I've never seen those before. You've never seen a Hess or a Speedway? Nope. They're huge. Every like Hess is so big that like there is a, an annual like Christmas time thing where they like they sell like the Hess truck in Hess stores for like twenty dollars and it's a different model every year and it's the oh Hess my God. truck. And it's, a re- it's an annual thing and I'm gonna take, get a quick uh, Hess truck. Google, tell me what a Hess truck. Show me the Hess trucks. <laughs> Dark Google, show me the illegal Hess truck. <laughs> yeah, it's like a different design of the truck every year. Last year I think it was a fire truck. Mm. The house truck's back and it's better than ever coming to you this year. The house truck's here. Welcome to Fear Baiting, everyone. This is the podcast that we have a name for now. Yay! We've graduated. To- We've graduated. Look, I've already graduated, and we can get through anything if magic made it. <laughs> making ca- yep. making Kanye references first thing off the jump. Um, we're on iTunes now, also. Oh, yep. Uh, Stitcher, and I don't know if you want to like deal with Libsyn. Go go to Libsyn. Deal with Libsyn. Yeah, but like we we should be. We're, I think we're on like every major podcasting thing. Like we should be on like Podcatcher, Podcast Addict. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. Um, we're not on, we're not on Google Play yet, but I can I think I'm going to be getting that set up soon. I might have actually applied to be on Google Play already. I'm not entirely sure. My memory's really foggy because <laughs> like I like slammed all the um all the accounts together in a very hasty pace because I was like, okay, got to make a Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, everything. Got to make it all. Got to submit to every single podcasting thing. And I just like I can't remember what I did and did not do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, if you're a Google Play user and you want to listen to us there, let me know and I'll hook you and I'll set us up for that. Fuck yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we're also short our, our our third co-host again for the for Mm-mm. the day because mm-hmm. he was not feeling very well, so he decided to sit out and let us just record this on our own. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Which is what? unfortunate, but he'll be here next week, so we'll be we'll mm-hmm. have the whole crew around next time. Yep. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> if all goes according to plan. Um, yep. So Same. what did we watch? What did we watch tonight? I'm, I'm acting as though we watched the movie in the same night that we recorded it for the for the sh- for the effect of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we what watched... did we watch tonight, Blair? What did we just get done watching? Well, it's neither tonight or whatever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we watched uh, As Above, So Below, which is, is another. I mean, Jimmy Buffett says it's five o'clock somewhere. Come on, well, it's the good book of Jimmy. I mean, that's well. <laughs> um, is he wrong? I guess. I guess not. I guess it is technically five o'clock at some place. Um, Thank you. 
Anyways, oh yeah, we should probably introduce ourselves because oh fuck yeah, because should... that's important. <laughs> All right. um, I'm Luna Rogers, um, trans woman. She her pronouns. That's mm-hmm. me. Um, I'm Blair Kitsch. Uh, I just chill out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just hang. <laughs> I was taking a drink of water when you said that, and I almost spewed it out of my nose. Oh my god, <laughs> my gender is chilling and just fucking sweet hangs. Blair Chilling Park in in Canada. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure I've, you've seen that, right? You've seen oh. those pictures. Oh yeah, Dude Chilling Park. Mm-hmm. Dude Chilling Park is my favorite. Like, if you if you if you've never heard of Dude Chilling Park, go Google it right now. It's just like the dumbest thing in the world. And I love mm-hmm. it so much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you to spread the gospel of Jimmy Buffett. What did we watch tonight? Uh, we watched As Above, So Below, which is another found footage movie. Um, yeah, you can see it's I'm. Personally, I'm kind of biased towards them. Uh, yeah, I think in the future, <laughs> I think in the future, I'm going to make sure that my choices for the movies are specifically not found footage because I'm sure that Blair is going to pick found footage every single time she's at the helm. I'll try to be diverse, <laughs> <laughs> but no promises. Uh, no promises. I like it. Mm-hmm. An attempt at diversity was made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, All right, so um, director year, what's the deal with this movie? You're, you're oh, taking fuck. the reins because you, you have to take the reins because this was your pick. Fuck, let's pop up in the IMDb. No, nothing. <laughs> I think it was 2014. Yeah, I, can, uh, I did see it in the theaters, so that's probably true. Yeah, I only started watching movies in the theaters. Oh, before in before we actually get into the thick of the movie, I want to. Have you seen the trailers for Don't Breathe yet? I haven't. Okay, I think we should, like, pause for a brief second so you can watch that trailer, because I want to talk about it real quick before we get into the movie. Okay, cool. Okay, so, what did you think? Um, well, it looks really interesting. Um, I would be interested to see... Go ahead. Oh, go on. You first. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know, it's, um... It seems like a very interesting concept. Uh... So the conceit of it, for those of you who didn't watch it, is that it's um, it's uh, a home invasion gone wrong horror flick. But the con- the twist is that the uh, guy whose home they're invading is a blind guy. So they do a lot of interesting things where like the characters are in the same room as and are like can, can actually see the guy who's trying to like hunt them down after they invaded his home. But he can't see them, so it's all about the sound they're making. And it looks mm-hmm. really cool, and I think it's going to be the first horror movie that I see in theaters, which mm. is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've never been particularly attracted to, like, home invasion movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, it's pretty interesting, you know, like, conceptually. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll probably see it and give my, like, uh, opinion on it then. You know, I'm not yeah. super excited about it, but, like... I don't yeah. know. I could be impressed by it. Anyways, so tangent over. Back to As Above, So Below. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's so the deets? The deets. It's kind of... Oh, I really enjoy this movie, but it's kind of really super corny. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so the, 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 it takes like uh, advantage of the uh, catacombs in Paris, which um, mm-hmm. is an environment that definitely should have... A, if anything should have a horror movie about it, that should be it, you know? Because they're, like, mm. fucking spooky as shit, and there's all sorts of whatever like, down there. Catacombs, to begin with, is a phrase that, like, like it's a word that scares the piss out of me. Mm-hmm. And there's like, also... you say catacombs, and I'm just like... Bleh. Yeah. 
And if I recall correctly, I think there's all sorts of like videos about cryptids like living in the catacombs or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, there there's already a sort of mythos build up mm-hmm. there. Though they don't really like rely on that sort of thing. But um Yeah, there's no there's no cryptid talk. No, unfortunately. I would love a cryptid uh horror movie. Uh but um that's neither here nor there. Uh so it it does kind of like um build on the mythology of kind of uh, if you've ever <laughs> watched any of the Harry Potter movies like Nicholas Flamel and the Philosopher's Stone um, uh, that kind of stuff and like immortality or whatever so they 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 okay um, so the the uh, the protagonist is a sort of like archaeologist chick mm-hmm. um, yeah Warcraft uh, type yeah absolutely um, and uh, we've got a whole like sort of Motley crew of characters. Uh, we've got like yeah. this sort of—I don't even know what to s- describe them. Like this... doofy ex-boyfriends. Yeah, kind of. But I don't think they ever were together. But it do- he does feel that I kind think, of. I think they were actually. You're, we're talking about George, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure he was because he like he he says at one point that that weekend in Turkey was the best of his life, and like that's uh... not some like. Be- that's not some best friend shit. Like uh-huh. that's some that's some like mm. at least not in movies. Like I've said mm-hmm. that to people who I'm friends with IRL. Mm-hmm. But, like that's not something you say in movies to someone you're mm-hmm. just a friend with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Wikipedia it's... Wikipedia lists him as Scarlet's old love interest. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean it's heavily implied anyway, and they get together sort of in the end. Um, yeah, uh, which ending is wild. But so it's it is kind of I think when we were watching it together, you talked about how it was like very like indiana jones but kind of written by like a sixth grader yeah no okay the 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 conceit leading up to when because like there's like a half hour give or take of like them fumbling around above ground like decrypting like old texts and shit like old texts and like you know translating and like solving crime solving clues and shit not crimes clues (laughs) um (laughs) but the thing is that like it seems, like, so jumpy to conclusions. Like, whenever Indiana Jones was doing that shit that was like, no, the ancient Incans said this here, and that's what they meant. It, like, it felt like there was some weight to it. Like, he understood what he was talking about. Like, this character seems just like she's kind of just, like, throwing her hat to the wind and just being like, well, this looks kind of right. And with this conclusion I've jumped to, I'll jump to this conclusion from there, from which I'll jump to there, 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 there. And it just mm-hmm. seemed like... Like... The, the the writing wasn't great and you said it yourself like the the, the the horror of it is really good like don't get me wrong I really liked the middle the, the second act of this movie uh-huh it was the second act of this movie is phenomenal mm-hmm. like if I'm if I'm evaluating it on like act one act one is a C act two is an A plus act three is a D yeah um I would but, yeah Anyways, yeah, the, we got the, we have the George character. We have Benji, who's our cameraman for the first half or so of the movie. Uh-huh. We've got Papillion, we've got Papillion, who is like their quote unquote tour guide, but he doesn't like being called a tour guide for the catacombs. He's a French native. Uh-huh. Then he's got his crew, who is Sushi and uh, Zed, his, uh-huh. his girlfriend and friend, respectively. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's Latope, the mole, who disappeared yeah. underground prior to mm-hmm. the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, there's a whole bunch of, like, mythos and whatever that's, like, important mm-hmm. to a point, but we're not going to, like, go into the deep, you know, sort of, like, yeah. plot points. But uh, I think 
let's ju- jump right to the most interesting part in the movie is when they first get into the catacombs. Um, yeah. There is... So they're they're about to like enter, and George is like, "No, I'm not going down there." And he's like about to back out. Then some fucking cop comes out of nowhere and just like ta- like just fucking tackles one of them. Mm-hmm. And then they then they all dive into the catacombs to avoid getting arrested. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so they're basically like just shoved into the situation. Um, it's eerie before they really even like like get to the get to the supernatural part. Right, exactly. Like um, they and it's they run into a group that, of cultists, which is really fucking unsettling. Yeah, but there's there's sort of like an interesting through line here. Like there's so there's this kind of like motif of this girl that uh, Benji keeps ki- picking up on her on his camera, mm. um, and it, it, he seems to be the only one who's uh, noticing her. Uh, he notices her in a party. They're outside of a party uh, earlier in the movie. Um, he notices her uh, in that cult place, and then uh, yep. finally notices her uh, in sort of chucking third... him down, chucking him down a shaft. To yeah, the yeah. <laughs> so it 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 almost seems like this kind of like supernatural like haunting or whatever yeah no, started I, happening I really, before the I, I really fact liked you know. that part mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. it was like there was some like spooky there was like it, it's it was kind of like a hell mouth like you know from some buffy shit like creepy shit is happening around it like <clears throat> like just creepy shit is drawn to it and it's sort of emanating mm-hmm. from it i mean like mm-hmm. the sort like it doesn't the, the analogy doesn't completely go there because i don't think i don't remember i didn't watch all of buffy but like I don't remember the Hellmouth being a place you would, like, dive into, but, like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, anyways. Yeah, totally. Um, and, yeah, they actually... Another thought that I was having during this movie was, um... Uh, they... They... There's this... Uh, so, when they get to the po- point in the catacombs where, um... Uh, Scarlet, the uh, archaeologist uh, woman, uh, wants to go yep. to to get the, the Philosopher's Stone and treasure that's there, um... Um... There's there's two ways, and one she sees is much more direct to it, right. and the other one, uh, Papillon is like, no, we have to take this one, even if it's less direct. It's 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 also less dangerous, you know. Uh, yeah. The other and one, I mean, like, like the the joke that I made, the first thing that came to mind was the the scene in Finding Nemo where the uh, the giant the school of fish that do impressions tell her to go swim through the trench, not over. Uh huh. And then and then Marlin's like, fuck that, we're going over. That trench looks scary as piss. Hmm. Yeah. And then they get stung by a bunch of jellyfish. Yeah, so exactly the same as Finding Nemo. Um, oh. Basically, uh, literally the same movie. Uh, <laughs> literally the exact same movie. Nothing I don't know how they different. got away with it. <laughs> um, and so, um, but, so they go through the, the tunnel that's supposed to be less dangerous. Um, because the, the, because, uh, the first one, La Taupe, who we talked about before, uh, went through the, yep. the, the more dangerous one and never came out. So. Yeah. And La Taupe had been, La Taupe was described to us as someone who like knew the tunnels like the back of his hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, he, he specifically avoided that one until his curiosity got the better of him. He went in there and never came out. So mm-hmm. they try and go the more, um, the less, um, the, the less deadly route according to Papillion, which is over a giant fucking pile of bones, at oh. which point I would just like be I'm out and I would go like back the way I came. Oh my god, yeah. I would have been out ages ago, just to be honest. I wouldn't even be <laughs> like, in this I situation. Would, I would just like I would just like <laughs> willingly go into the cops' arms, be like, just take me, dude. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I don't need this. Um <laughs> you've made the decision for me. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, so they they go into like the bone layer. 
um, which is, it's already, you know, you have that sort of tension rising. You have the, the, um, the claustrophobia. uh, Yeah, it was really hard for me to watch because, like, I have not very, I I have mild claustrophobia. Like, I had to get an MRI two years ago and I just cried during it and I couldn't Mm -hmm. get it done unless it was put in the machine designed for people who weigh 800 pounds. Mm -hmm. But... Like, it was a really difficult scene for me to watch. It's the reason that I never got around to seeing Buried, that Ryan Reynolds movie. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, fuck, I totally lost my train of thought. Uh, so they're going, they're going, through, the, they're going yeah. through the bone layer. There's yeah. a lot of tension. Yeah, there's a lot of tension. Uh, what adds to it is this, uh, we can also still hear the chorus of, like, the cult people. And it's just yeah. this, this really um, unsettling sort of, like, atonal, like, vocalization, so cool. you know? It's really cool. Uh huh. They do a lot. They like once they get into the catacombs, they do a lot of really, really cool shit mm-hmm. that I'm in love with. Like mm-hmm. the um, <clears throat> so they keep going through the tunnels and um, yeah, they go into the bad tunnel after because like they go through the bone and it's like some fucking Blair Witch Project shit where like they go through and they wind up on the wrong side of the river, but it's the wrong mm-hmm. side of the bone tunnel. Uh-huh. And um, they can't go back the way they came because it's collapsing on them. So their only way out is through the deadly zone, uh-huh. which they go through. Uh-huh. Um, which, um, uh, yeah, and it's definitely, you You feel this sort of, like, circular kind of theme throughout the entire movie. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, they saw, like, a tag that Papillon had done on the wall uh, at the beginning of, like, entering the catacombs again mm-hmm. once they've entered this this. this right. This area, and Scarlet gets pissed off, and so do a couple other people saying, "Hey, I thought you said you've never been in here before." And he's like, "Well, I haven't. I don't even know how this is here." Um, so it, it's there's there's definitely this kind of like disorienting, recursive feeling throughout the movie. You know, um, things definitely, get flipped definitely. around, and you have to re-experience the same things to get out of whatever. It's very circular, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of like that's kind of relates to the the, the main what what ends up being the main crux of the movie. In which all the characters are forced to like face their demons and like return to demons from their younger from their past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So essentially, what uh, this this area of the catacombs is, I think, is supposed to be representative of sort of a hell, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's it definitely is a very interesting kind of take on that sort of concept because there is no brimstone and fire; it's just deeply yeah. like kind of unsettling okay. and. Um, our first thing, our first sense of something gone awry, or one of our first senses of something gone awry down there is we hear a phone ringing, and we're so and deep. And we see a phone ringing. Yeah, I mean, we see it, but we first hear it, and it's like, yeah, you know, you hear that. And in they, a place they, they explicitly said beforehand, like, papil- like George, when George is like, when they're do- preparing to go down, and George is like, no, nah, I'm not going. He's like, call me and tell me what you find. And Papillion's like, no, there's no cell service down there, and like. The biggest problem about that tweet is that George had to be told that there's no cell cell service in the fucking Paris catacombs. Uh huh. Well, like I don't get cell service in the basement of my of my digital arts building back at Clarkson. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe he has too high of hopes for a cell phone, or maybe he's just never seen one before. We don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like. We're even told explicitly, like, there shouldn't be any service down there, but, like, there's a rusty, beaten-to-shit red, like, um, cir- what are those called? Like, the rotary dial phones? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's ringing, and, um, what's her name? Scarlet picks it up, and who's on the other line? Who's on the other, who's I on the other line? I think it's supposed to be his dad. I, I think it's supposed to be her dad. 
Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the 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 thing is, um, she, uh, her dad was also an archaeologist, also looking after the philosopher's stone and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one night uh, he called her, and she didn't pick up the phone. And I think uh, either the next day or a few days later. Uh, he was found dead having hanged himself. So yeah. um, there, she has a and, deep, like a great amount of guilt surrounding yeah, that. The, the, there's a thing that this movie does that I critiqued um, the Borderlands or Final Prayer for doing, mm-hmm. where like things change when you look at them, like uh, upon repeated viewing. Cause, like there's one scene about like 40, 45 minutes in where Scarlet rounds a corner, sees a noose on the wall, and then her attention is distracted behind her by George or someone, and she turns back, mm-hmm. and then she looks again, and the noose is gone. Mm-hmm. I critique Final Prayer for doing that, but I think it actually works really well here, because there's, like, they've already set up a conceit of this shit being, like, kind of existing outside the bounds of reality mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. And, like, yeah, so, yeah, it makes sense. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as, like, cutesy as it did when, yeah. um, when, uh... Final Pair did it. Uh-huh. I keep forgetting the name of that movie. <laughs> That's fine. Um, no, I totally agree. Um, but I, um, I, circling back, I think what's really interesting is these things alone, like that, are scary. Like the phone ringing, and later we yeah. find a pi- piano, are not scary in and of themselves. It's the the context surrounding them that makes it them scary, yeah, no. which I think is uh, a, a very good um, writing decision to make. You know, mm-hmm. because like. People can, you can do, like, you can put a fucked up guy, you know, anywhere. Yeah, um, no, you can and, put a fucked up guy anywhere. <laughs> I like yeah, that. and I mean, it, like, I mean, sure, that's scary, but it's, like, it's, it's, it's not very, you know, mindful, you know, in that mm-hmm. sort of way. Um, I think putting things, there's something very unsettling about something being so completely out of place as a phone ringing deep inside, yeah. like, the catacombs of Paris. Is, yeah, no, you know? it's 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 really good. Again, the second act of this movie is where the bulk of the good stuff in it is, and mm-hmm. um, I honestly can't wait to get to get the third part a little bit because I like I I, I just want to sink my teeth into it because it gets really bad. But let's keep going through the second act. Okay, the second um, act does some really good shit. Yeah, there's there's uh, another cool thing is hap- happens is um they see a piano down there and yeah. um uh George is like oh we had just one just like these. Uh, this in my home um but like a- the a4 key like wasn't working and so he plays like um a few keys oh, on it or something yeah yeah and then he gets he like, to... busts, he, like busts out mozart's fifth yeah <laughs> and then he <laughs> he gets to the the, the the key and it's like not working and it's like oh fuck like is this the exact same piano what the fuck is going on down here like this phone was just ringing yeah. or i think no they find the piano and then they get actually to the ringing phone yeah, and then, um, is this before or after Suji bites it? Oh, this is way before. Okay. I have, I have a bad memory. I have a bad memory. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, Spoiler I've seen this Suji movie a few it. times, so it's cool. Um, so yeah, they, they encounter all this sort of stuff and things seem to be increasingly like, uh, warping, you know, in a sort of way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, th- things get get weirder and weirder. Um, uh, they as they continue, they get sort of more. They just have. They just keep going forward. and They get more disoriented. Uh, mm-hmm. At some point, I think fairly on, early on within their catacombs, they 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 encounter Latope again. Yep. Um, yeah. So. Um, and he's like, "You shouldn't have come for me." Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, and uh, there's this sense that. Um, he has changed, you know, because uh, Papillon yeah. says uh, 
he's not like I remember at all. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he sort of becomes their guide through this area, looking as kind of frightened and disoriented as he is himself, you know. Um, mm. uh, and, and they kind of make these sort of twists and turns throughout the uh, entire movie. It's doing puzzles and stuff like that and solving riddles. Um, Again, riddles, Laura Croft. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, this movie fucking loves... Um, riddles and like archaic things and translating yeah. things that rhyme anyway even when they're yeah translated. okay that's it's such a stupid thing because like he tra- like george translates something from a dead tongue and it like rhymes perfectly in english mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> so well stupid. sure whatever i guess it's whatever sure I can, I can deal with that suspension of disbelief i guess i guess <laughs> suspension of bad writing fine um yeah. <laughs> um Fuck. Uh, so, um, so he, she, they eventually, like, um, through all these sort of, like, holes they have to, like, or jump through, you know, hoops they have to jump through, um, uh, they find this, like, dead body of, like, mm-hmm. I think is I think it is supposed to be Nicholas Flamel, like, super preserved, you know? Um. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Uh, she and and you know there when I remember first watching this movie when I watched it in the theaters um and uh thinking oh fuck that body's gonna move you know um and it, it I, they never actually do that but I think there everyone else in the room in the movie is thinking the same thing like all this fucked up stuff has already been happening mm-hmm. so what's to stop this dead guy who's really well preserved. From coming from just, back like, to life, up and being like, yeah. Yo, "What's up, fuckers?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but despite that, Scarlet says we have to all turn our lights off because of some mm-hmm. fucking riddle or whatever. Um, and I thought uh, it was because I thought it was to like preserve battery. There was that later. Uh, I think that was later. Um, okay, uh, actually, very soon after uh, this point, because um, uh, she t- they all turn the lights off, and then we see this like slight glow come from, mm-hmm. like, this sort of, pl- like, this sort of, like, puddle of water or something, and so mm-hmm. Scarlet's like, oh, I have to go in there, and so she does, because she's ballsy as fuck or whatever, um, and, uh, she finds, uh, we, we enter this sort of, like, treasure room, mm-hmm. um, and then I think we go to George, George's point of view, and, um, because they all have, like, GoPros on their head or whatever, um, yeah. uh, and then we see, we see the treasure on one side and then we turn to see Scarlet, not even looking towards the tre- treasure, but looking towards uh, this sort of um, mural on the wall on which the Philosopher's mm-hmm. Stone is um, placed. And, um, you, know, you know, I got a really familiar vibe from that scene and I just realized what it was. Mm-hmm. The end of the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, 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 totally. like, I remember reading an article about that by... Um, Oh, God, what the hell was the guy's name? It's going to bug me. I'll look it up in a little bit, but I remember reading an article about how that moment is one of the scariest in cinema because it it, it somehow combines dread and fear, which are almost always mutually exclusive, and it combines them into one moment. Mm-hmm. And it's it's reminiscent of that scene, at least. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, because I, I remember when you watched it, you're like, oh, fuck, there's a person there. Oh, wait, it's Scarlet. Oh, wait, what's going on here? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, 
so so she 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 says this sort of like mythos about ancient Egypt gods or whatever, and she's like, oh, and here's this. The philosopher's stone is right here, and then they like chisel it out. Um, at mm-hmm. the same time, Papillon and his crew are are going at the the gold and jewels and stuff like that um, over there. Right. And she's like, "Oh fuck, it's a trap!" As if that wasn't obvious already. Um, <laughs> but it's it's too late. They they get the grade off, and everything sort of collapses. Yeah. Um, and so they're. I think they lose all their stuff. That's why. Um, uh, you know, they start conserving the batteries and stuff like that because they lose yep. the bag with the, the water, and the, and the food, and, and the batteries. Yeah. And let's hope also is presumed to bite it there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, the I don't even remember was, how they uh, get the out article, of that area. <laughs> the article that I was talking about was uh, "Toward an Aesthetics of Cinematic Horror" by Stephen J. Schneider. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. So people can read yeah. that on there. It's a really good article. I highly recommend it. Like it's academia, <laughs> but it's like it's legible academia. The guys, the guys talking about horror in academia, but from like a perspective that an idiot like me can understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no shade. Um. <clears throat> so uh, they. Um. Fuck. So I think they. I'm, I'm trying desperately to remember where they go, because um, they're they si- just, since like, it keep, is they keep, they keep, keep going forward. Yeah. yeah, they keep going forward. Um, but it, the thing is, it's so recursive. Like they keep backtrack. They backtrack all the yep. time. That it's and like even though, and then like I think the next big moment is that like they think that Mole died when the th- ceiling collapsed, and then they find him, and then he assaults Suji and. Yeah, her fucking face in on the ground. Yeah, but it's like I, they they go back to the room with Nicholas Flamel somehow. You know, they kind of um, yeah. But no, that's that's later though. That's after. Like, is that? Is I thought it? they. I thought I thought that's what when that happened. I, I feel like she gets the philosopher's. I feel like she gets the yeah. No, she gets the stone, and then they realize it's a trap, and then they just like deuce and run out. Yeah, I think no. She gets the stone. Yeah, and things collapse and stuff like that. Um. Oh yeah, you, and then. No, no, no. So and she then, gets, so gets her arm fucked up and she heals it with the power of the philosopher. Yeah, exactly. Stone. Um, I think then they go back. I then they go back to the 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 Nicholas Flamel room, the the the, the dead dude room, and um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the room and the then dead Templar. and then Latope is there, and Sushi yeah, is and then like, he smashes fucking Sushi's mm-hmm. face in with that Johnny Cage fatality. Mm-hmm. Ex- yeah, it was. That was probably the the. the the most excessive scene, one of the most excessive yeah. scenes in this movie, yeah. uh, because um, we get the other pretty two, like we we get, we get three character deaths in this movie, uh-huh. right? three, yeah, and it's and this is the most violent one, and it's like it's just like really, really unfortunate. Yeah, we get. I believe we get really up close and personal with that sort of yeah. death, you know, and it's it's yeah. not quick. It, um, it happens like her head gets it's a head drama basically and her head gets pounded down yeah. a couple times so it's like if you have a problem with those kind of like sights or noises like probably skip past that if you a little bit yeah, so. once, once after after the cave collapses once you see latope again tab out and just like, yeah I'll ex- come back in two i'll come back in 20 seconds yeah exactly yeah um <laughs> they, they they continue on and it's um like I said, it's so hard to remember what happens because they, I think, and it's, it's sort of like this, it makes sense as like a sort of disorienting thing, but I think yeah. we should, what we should jump to instead of recounting how like everyone dies because. Well, I think that we should, I think that actually we should talk a little bit about how everyone dies just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just, sort of, yeah. It's interesting and thematic because the, the other two people that die are Benji and Papillon. Uh, yeah, Papillon. So 
Benji is um like he's up, up he's up fiddling with his camera and we see like the, the the weird woman from the cult walk behind him but he doesn't see it and it's a really fucking cool shot. Uh-huh. And it's, like, it's like super easy to miss because like it's a really low light shot and where uh-huh. she's walking is especially low light so it's really easy to miss and I missed it the first time and I almost missed it the second time. Mm-hmm. And then uh- there's a really good jump scare when Benji turns around and there's a woman there and she pushes him down the the shaft and he's like Done, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other death is um, they encounter a burning car with a passenger in it, and Papillon is like magically pulled towards it against his will. And despite the fact, despite the despite the help from Scarlet and George, he is pulled into the car and sucked into the ground. And it's really cool looking. It's a really cool effect. He gets like the the one. It's kind of goofy though because he gets his feet stuck out of the ground. Yeah, he get, yeah. He didn't get um, fully pulled in. His feet are still sticking out. I think I think that uh, that uh, seeing that is it's equal parts goofy and very cool, you know. Uh, yeah, it's very unsettling, but it's also very goofy when I look back on it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like in the moment, I was like, "Oh, that shit is so cool!" But yeah, definitely looking back. Um, I actually kind of want to talk about Benji's death a little bit more because we all have like, well, I think we all have sort of like um, um, like uh, reasons for like. Or maybe not. I think we have only like a sort of reason for Papillon's death, you know? Because Actually, it- I had a theory about this. I, my theory was that um, the mole, La Taupe, was mm-hmm. actually like an ex-lover of Suji, who she spurned. And mm-hmm. like, she didn't, she failed to atone for it. And just like, she ditched him for Papillon. And like, that. I mean, there's nothing really in canon to back it up except the fact that Latope is the only person they see down there who did, was not part of the party that went in. Uh-huh. I mean, like, we, we, uh, we, no, we do see the cult woman, but it's unclear as to whether or not she's, like, an actual person or an apparition or mm-hmm. just, like, something. Because Benji's really the only one that sees her. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's my theory about Papillon. Or, that's my theory about Suji. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like Benji has any sort of, like, grief. Like, yeah, no, him? Benji has no grief. He's just like, oh, like, the, the biggest grief I can imagine is like, oh, I wish I kind of talked to that girl before I came down to these death catacombs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well. Because um, we have... Um, we have, as talked about before, Scarlett feeling responsible for her father's death, um, yep. Papillon feeling responsible for her, uh, his brother's death, and George feeling uh, also responsible for his brother's death. Um, yep, and because... then Zed with his uh, child that he refuses to acknowledge as his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which so... seems a bit tame compared to the rest of the shit that everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> like... like I, I'm not, not to downplay the like, not to downplay like the uh, the the, ba- the shittiness of being a deadbeat dad, but like when you're comparing it to the other three people whose traumas we see, whose like past we see, in which they just let people die, mm-hmm. um, it's a little, it feels a little bit light. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really um, hold up to the same sort of like a uh, uh, level. Yeah. But I, I, what I, I, I roll accepted. I get that they wanted to like add some variance, but like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, it makes more sense than just Benji just, yeah. like, fucking beefing it or whatever. Yeah, um, Benji just, like, fucking bites it. Like, that cult was yeah. kind of out for him. Yeah. <sighs> Rest in peace. Rest in um, peace, Benji. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we have all these character deaths. Uh, we have these sort of... Um, like, uh, uh, like, uh, increasingly, like, like malicious experiences. Um, yeah, like, uh, Charlotte gets pulled into a pool of blood by a bunch of hands. Um, George sees his uh, brother drowning in, underneath a pile of bones. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was really, that was, like, haunting. That was really cool, that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but, um, yeah. Oh, we, we have uh, what was I talked about earlier about you can just put a freaky guy anywhere. They kind of do that here. Um, they we have do, this. And also, they have one of the cheat. Like, they have one of, like, I said earlier that the second act is an A+. plus. It's not. It's an A because of one jump scare, and it's the cheesiest thing in the fucking world. Which one? The one where, um, okay, so closer to the end, um, we get Scarlet going back on a bit of a journey to, like, return the Philosopher's Stone because she realizes that it's not the real treasure, much like the treasure, much like the golden ship wasn't also the real treasure. That the, She discovers, the, she uh, reasons that the Philosopher's Stone is also not really what, what, they, what she needs, and the tunnel is punishing her for trying to take it. So mm-hmm. she goes back on a solo mission, and she finds uh, a hanging corpse, and it looks like her father. And then she takes, there's like a mask, there's like a, a burlap sack over his head. Mm-hmm. She takes out the mask, and then it's Scarlet's face screaming at us. And oh. it's, a really do- it's a really dopey jump yeah. scare. And it's just yeah. like, it's really trite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and exactly. this is the point where the movie goes from pretty good to... Oh, kind really. of corny and not awesome. I, I, kind of? I don't think kind of is... So, kind of, <laughs> the big reveal... Listen, Blair, listen, I know you love this movie, and the second act is really good, <laughs> but kind of corny is too much of an understatement for me to be okay with. It's pretty corny. Um, so, so, what happens is... Oh, you do the honors. Okay, so fucking the twist is she puts the Philosopher's Stone back, and then she sees this golden mirror on the, 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 the fucking mural, and she wipes it away, and she's like, oh, it's me. The magic was within me the whole time. Yeah, and so and she goes back and magically heals Benji's wounds. And because, because as above, so below, essentially means um, uh, what I per- like perceive the we- world to be. So it is, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, what is inside is outside, you know. So, I mean, thematically, it kind of fits, I guess. But like, it's like the magic was in you all along is a joke ending to movies that I use as a punchline. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, totally. So um, unnecessarily hokey. I know. It was, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, I remember, yeah, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, really? Hmm. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, uh, I do want to jump back for a second because... Uh, yeah, sorry. The, no, it's okay. Um, because uh, the because this is another kind of, like, like symptom of, like, the hokiness that... In, that increases because we see this like dude in a hood sitting on a chair and he stands up and he's just super tall and has a white face. So it's like Slender Man. Cool. Um, I don't know. It's oh, just right. like, I forgot, about, I forgot about the jump scare where they're attacked by the statue. Oh yeah. I can't, I think that was cool. <laughs> you know, it, in the was, midst of- it, it was cool. I won't deny that, but like, I don't see like everything that attacks them or like goes after them in the catacombs has a reason or a backing for it. Like there's yeah. a reason that there's a reason that, you know, Benji, like they try and lure Scar, they try and lure George to his death by trying to dive after his brother. There's a reason mm-hmm. that, but there's the reason that the guy in the car drags Papillion into the burning car. Yeah. Why yeah. is why is Statue Man trying to kill them? Fuck, who cares? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, I don't know. Oh, that like, was a big, I, I pre- there's a big spike in my audacity for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I appreciate this movie's effort to be mindful. Um, yeah. And it does, in some cases, probably more than most horror movies do. And I think that's why our standards for these, like, attacks or even deaths are so high. Because it's like, oh, there's supposed to be, a, like, a mindful and purposefulness to these mm-hmm. instances. No, definitely. And so when it doesn't follow through with it, it's like, oh, well, I mean, why even bother, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't think of an honest... I honestly can't think of a reason that there's, like, that 
statue. Other than to be just, like, scary, you know? Yeah, other than, like, because the other scares in this movie are earned. Like, as much as I'll admit the hokiness of uh, Scarlett taking off her the, the burlap sack on her father's corpse, and it's her, uh, like, that was an earned scare. The scare when, you know, all the other scares feel like, all the other scary shit in this movie feels like it deserves to be there, like it has a place. Yeah. Except for scary chalk face statue, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she, she circles around another recursive thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she comes back. She, she, she definitely wills the scary stuff to go away, which is like yep. very, kind of like a lucid dreamy kind of whatever. Um, yeah. um, and then, so, um, and then she like just heals, uh, George with his, her own will and then kisses him and it's so hokey and I just, so unnecessary and i'm like this is a horror movie not a fucking rom-com like just stop like nicholas sparks did not write this script um <laughs> like you're a burden i'm a burden george yeah <laughs> um if you're ten thousand feet underground i'm ten thousand feet underground uh-huh and i think oh yeah the thing is they keep going down deeper and deeper and deeper to a point where there's no there's no way they could be this deep because they would be like at the core of the earth yeah, and then, they, um, are we at the end? Are we at, like, the part where they get out now? Oh, uh, yeah, let's get there, because, you know, okay. that's, it's best. We, we talked a lot about this movie. Anyway, so they jumped on a giant fucking hole, and it's like, fuck, what did you compare it to? Oh, fuck, um, I, <laughs> I totally forgot I made this, like, fucking shitty reference. Um, I said it felt I, a lot I, like, I ref- oh, go on. no, I, I said it felt a lot like, um, the, uh, Spy Kids 2, there's, like, this tunnel that feels like <laughs> yeah. it goes and because it's because they just fall and fall and fall and when they fall like they're not hurt or anything you know yeah, so they it's land, like they're not hurt yeah so um and then the the they ending to man, this they find a manhole cover yeah the ending to this movie is interesting because um they push up this manhole cover and it's like yeah. oh but well, but you know gravity's kind of disoriented cover. you know they push down the manhole cover oh yeah 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 they push it down um they, or up like, actually Depending on where you look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's really disoriented. It's really cool. I really like the way they did this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's yeah. it, it's it's ended on a kind of a quiet note, which I yeah, think like, I appreciate. Um, they get out. They have a group hug. Zed walks off into the distance. And then they and kind then, of both look lost in their own ways, yeah. you know? And then there's like a clip of Scarlet in front of a dig site just like talking normally. Yeah, because it's, it's, I think obviously that clip becomes before she wa- she yeah. experiences all this. She wants to seek out the truth is what she's saying. And yeah. so it's, it's so, very interesting. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. as above, so below mm-hmm. directed by John Eric Dowdle, who I'm going to take a quick look, see if there's anything else he's directed that I would recognize. I'm just curious. Right. He directed the book. He directed the Poughkeepsie tapes. I've heard that name. Oh yeah. Fuck. Um, Oh my god, this guy fucking directed Devil. Of course he did. <laughs> of this... No, I'm not even... Have you seen Devil? I haven't seen Devil. Okay, the conce- the way that um the hero, the hero beats the, the demon in Devil is by confessing to his sins. Which is oh exactly how the characters... It's the exact... Like, I made this comparison while we were watching it yesterday. <sighs> and, I mean, when we were watching it earlier today... <laughs> oh my god. And I made that comparison... Not knowing that it was the same director, but yeah, I've oh heard the name of the Poughkeepsie tapes before. Um, yeah, hey, you've I seen think that haven't you? 
I haven't seen it. I think Reno has. Um, I think he has a pretty low opinion of it. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> he, also, he also directed Quarantine. So, yeah, I... And this, the, the sequel to Quarantine. <laughs> um, the sequel to Quarantine? Oh, no, he wrote the sequel to Quarantine. Okay. Um, he also directed that, he also directed that, um, that, uh, Owen Wilson movie, No Escape. Oh, sure. I've never seen it, but... Do you, did you see the trailers for it? mm It was the one where Owen Wilson and his family are uh, are in, like, on a vacation in, like, some fucking, like, where did they go? Some Southeast Asian country. Mm. And then, like, there's some, like, serious political uprising that happens while they're there. And then, like, Owen Wilson has to go full hero mode and save his family. Sure. Sounds racist. Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. So, yeah, that's As Above, So Below. Um, you want to get into, like, final judgments of the movie? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, give it a 1 out of 10. Um, yeah, we're, gonna, we're, we're, we're still working on coming up with a, more, with a more funny scale for this. Yeah. I don't know. Jokes are fake anyway. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I would probably give this maybe, like, a 7.5 out of 10. Maybe mm-hmm. an 8. Probably, I don't know. Like, I love, I love the idea. I love the concept yeah. so much. No, I don't like, think it follows through as strongly as it should. Uh, yeah, no, it's like the the Paros Catacombs. It's really good that they utilize them. I really appreciated that. Um, again, the second act is phenomenal, but like, mm-hmm. I just I, the first act is so hope that is so like it is. It's like it's like entry. It's like amateurs writing Indiana Jones. Like that's the only way I can think mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. and like. That takes away so much for me, mm-hmm. and the ending is so like I, I I'm not gonna give it too low of a rating because the 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 second act again is really fucking good. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I think the highest I can go is seven on this. Really. Yeah, that's that's honestly fair. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you might just be a bit biased because you stand for this movie so fucking. Oh hard. my god, no! I just had so much fun watching it. I don't. Maybe it's not a good movie, but it certainly is a fun movie, you know? Yeah, no, I, de- I definitely had fun with it. Yeah, if you're looking for a fun horror movie to watch, um, this I definitely would recommend this one. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Um, yeah, so. What do uh, we do next? Now, I forget. Now we do recommendations. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Um, shit. So, uh, do, you need, do you need some time to come up with one? Because I've got a couple. Yes, go ahead. Um, okay, so I've got two that I'm going to mm-hmm. recommend. The first one is um, the Zero Escape video game series, 999, 9 Hours, 9 Persons, 9 Doors, and Virtue's Last Reward. Mm-hmm. It's a, um, if you guys remember any of the uh, the point like the point and click escape the room games from like that were flash games in the like oh sure I'm like obsessed with those <laughs> yeah that's that's basically the gameplay of the game and it's like uh-huh. a super deep visual novel like tied to it, mm-hmm. it, it and it, like it does some, it does some really a like something that I've literally never seen in video games before it does them like specifically 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 related to time travel and alternate timelines. Mm-hmm. And without, I'm not going to spoil too much because I can't really go much more into detail about that without spoiling it. But like 999, you can honestly, you don't have to play it. There's a visual novel version of it. I'm pretty sure it's on iOS. I recommend just getting through that and just like reading it because the gameplay is so-so at best. Mm-hmm. But Virtue's Last Reward is an absolutely phenomenal game. It's like, I remember when it, when I first got it three years ago, I sunk like 30 hours into it. Like, oh, nice. not break. And, like, I have ADD out the ass, so it's impossible, for, it's almost impossible for me to spend that much time on a game unless I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Like, the only other games I've spent that much time on are Metroid Fusion and Resident Evil 4. <laughs> yeah. Um... And so I just can't recommend this series enough. The The third iteration in the series, um, Zero Time Dilemma, is coming out in a month, and I'm mm-hmm. so fucking excited for it. Hell Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, 40 days. That's all it is. Nice. nice. I got my pre-order set. But yeah, so yeah, that's my first recommendation. Yeah. Uh, do, you have a, do you have one? Fuck. Yeah, I have a second one if you don't. Um, <laughs> so are we doing like a, just a standard recommendation and a horror recommendation? Yeah. No, okay. you can just recommend, you can recommend whatever the fuck you want. Like I've only, sure. got, I've only got two for the sake of having two. So like you can do, if you just have one, it's fine. Doesn't yeah, I don't know. Order. Like um, I'm thinking about it. Uh, because what I've been into recently is kind of embarrassing because it has been RuPaul's Drag Race, which is a very uh, bad reality TV show. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate RuPaul. I do not like RuPaul at all, but fuck, the contestants are so good. Some of them. I, um, that's 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 what I've heard, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, someone so who I, like so vehemently defends their use of the T slur, like, uh, yeah. I mean, um, I'm not, like, I don't judge you, and I don't really judge anyone for being into it, but, like, it's just not my bag, and I want to stay away from it. No, definitely. <laughs> um, I totally get that. Um, but, uh, fuck, yeah, Rue is just, is, is just the worst. Um, but um, <laughs> as season eight um, is particularly, um, was particularly good for me because it was less focused on, like, the, the queens seem more interested in, like, being chill and, like, helping one another than, like, like creating drama. So, like, it I literally like was, that. yeah, it literally was RuPaul's best friend race, you know? Um, <laughs> because I don't know. Wait, it's is, just... drag, is drag race supposed to be, like, a double entendre? It means, like, obviously, you know, doing drag, but also, like, dragging your opponents? Um, because I, I think that also is like an aspect of these the sort of like both drag culture and sort of like a, a sister culture to it, like sort of like ballroom vogue culture. Because mm-hmm. reading and drag, uh, dragging one another is ca- kind of like part of those kind of cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, um, I mean, definitely that's an aspect of it. Um, I think it's it's got layers. <laughs> it's got layers. Um, but there's just it's so high concept this season. Uh. Just uh-huh. these, it's like artistry. Like it's not just you know okay. like drag. It's like art, you know. Uh, so yep. that's what I've been into. <laughs> my other, Judge my me other at other your own free will. Listen, listen. No tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I've been really into lately is um, post Game of Thrones. It's a podcast that my mm. friend books and his bro- not books Brooks <laughs> kind of. <laughs> My friend Brooks and his friend Eddie do about Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and um, I have a very weird... I, I'm a podcast junkie, but, like, I listen to my stuff in a queue. Like, I, I just listen to everything in the order that it came out in. So, like, even if there's a new episode of, like, Stop Podcasting Yourself or something, I'll, I'm going to listen to the fourth, the, like, fourth most recent episode, because it's the most recent one that I haven't heard yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm going to go through the order. The, the, but, like... The highest praise I can laud upon Post Game of Thrones is that it's like it jumps that queue. When there's a new episode out of Post Game of Thrones, I listen to it first thing. I don't like wait until I get to it in my queue. Mm-hmm. It like it, it shares the spot with like it, limited resources, and my brother, my brother, my brother, and me. Like those are the only three podcasts that I really do that with. Uh-huh. Um, it's absolutely hilarious. Like if you like my brother, my brother, and me, you'll like this show because they uh, they're really heavily influenced by it, uh-huh. and they, and they don't like make any like they don't like make any illusions as though they haven't been. Um, uh-huh. They it's it's from the perspective of uh, a pair of guys who love 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 the books and the Song of Ice and Fire series and absolutely despise what the show has done to mm-hmm. the books. Mm-hmm. So um, us. I- 
so I've had this recommend, like not recommended, but like I know people who have yeah. like listened to it before. Uh, mm-hmm. Do I have to have any working knowledge of the show to listen to it, or can I just like jump in balls deep? You or whatever? can just you can just jump in at their at their season one episode one episode, which is uh-huh. their first ep- which is the first episode that they have on their podcast feed, and you will be fine. They talk about the show in enough detail that you're not really going to be lost. Sure. They, they do, like, make some obscure references, but, like, if you, you're not, like, going to be completely lost if you don't get them. And if you really want to understand them, you can just, like, sure. pop over into Google and just be like, yo, what's up, Google? Because I do enjoy Brooks's – because not close friends, but, like, I, I, I see his web presence, you know. Um, yeah. And, like, I enjoy his, like, sense of humor and content and stuff like that. So I would have loved to listen to a podcast, you know, by him Yeah, well. no, it's uh, – honestly, like – I listened to it. I mean, I'm a huge Song of Ice and Fire fan myself. Like, I'm working on a second read through the books right now. Um, and, I mean, that's one of the main reasons that I got into the show. But, like, I really recommend the show for anyone who, like, just, like, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a good show. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it, I always like people who are talking about things that they love being turned into things that they hate. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's <laughs> I my recommendation. Like so oh my uh, Zero Escape, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, and <laughs> Post Game of Thrones. Yeah, a, a veritable goldmine of culture here. <laughs> yep. So um, before we get into our housekeeping, uh, what are we going to watch next week? Um, I think we're planning. Actually, no, it's my pick. Reno it is your to... pick. It is your yeah, pick. Yeah, because we were going to do The Witch, but Reno said to push that back. So we're going to be watching Hellraiser because it's one of the horror movies that, like, I've wanted to get into. I've wanted to, like, kind of get into the series because, like, I really like the designs and, like, I mm-hmm. like Clyde Barker, but mm-hmm. I never really got into. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going to get Excited. into it. So ne- next week's Hellraiser. Yep. Join our watching party. <laughs> Yeah. Or whatever. That's not a thing. But just like it's not. It's not a thing. But it, I don't know. Just pretend it is. Watch yeah. it by yourself like, and pretend we, we'll, you're watching we'll, we'll with us. We'll tweet when we start watch. We'll tweet when we start watching it, and then you can find it on Netflix and start watching it when we do. Yeah, and it'll be like a watching party that we're you're not at our party though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you can dream. You can. Yeah. You'll never. You'll never hang out with stars like us, but you can dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stars like us. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, so uh, housekeeping. Uh. We can be if you want to reach our official account. We have a Twitter, which is at fearbaitingpod. That's F E A R B A I T I N G P O D. Our Tumblr is fearbaiting.tumblr.com. We have a Gmail, which is just fearbaiting at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And Blair, where can people reach you if they want to reach you directly? You can find me uh, at Twitter um, at Blair Kitch, um, just B I L A R K I T S C H. Um, you you can... threw an extra I in that, Blair, but. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Uh... <laughs> By Blair Kitch. Yep. Um... Or, or you can find me at uh, Tumblr if I'm there. Um, at, You're not. <laughs> I'm not, but I am. I don't know. At uh, Poost Night. That's P O O S T N I G H T 805.tumblr.com. Uh, look at some cool pictures I've reblogged. Yeah, no, that's pretty much all you post nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me on Tumblr, chiesatanakas.tumblr.com, or you can find me on Twitter, uh, which is at Grandpa Piss, and I'm starting to use that a little bit more frequently now. Um, I'm really considering changing my handle on Twitter, because while I do love Grandpa Piss, I feel like it's not, like, in sync with my web brand. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, I think it's completely in sync with your web brand. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> All right. So, um, is there anything else we got? We got to talk about? 
Fuck no. Um, I think oh, we... Uh, we're, we're on iTunes. I checked before oh. we started. We're on nice. iTunes now. Nice, nice, nice. So if you want to rate and review us on there, we'd greatly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, um, give us those five stars. We love it. <laughs> uh, do we have an exit strategy for our show? Like, how do we... Um, I think we just uh, run out of the room as fast as we can. Uh, <laughs> All right. Before All anyone right, notices. So on three, two, one. <laughs>